welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and in this special bonus episode, I am going to talk about, give a little more of an insider advice peek, I guess, at uh, at not just TFCon, but also kind of conventions in general, uh, inspired by some of the, the feedback and questions that I got from the audience, um, and kind of giving you a peek behind the curtain. This is a companion piece of sorts to my TFCon LA 2022 recap episode, which you can go back and uh, listen to. Basically, what happened was I started recording this, uh, this advice, uh, um, and kind of talking about kind of conventions as a as a larger, uh, more abstract concept before getting to my actual recap. And once I realized how much I had recorded, um, I, I realized that it, it, there's enough material to kind of warrant its own space for folks, uh, especially that. Um, wanted to get right into the recap. So rather than uh, bogging that episode down with kind of a convention 101 uh, chapter, I thought I would break this out separately and uh, and you can enjoy that now. I actually want to start with a message I got on Twitter. I, I saw it on my way back home uh, to Seattle after TFCon, and I think this message is actually a really good jumping off point for this conversation uh, and kind of a, a entree into my experience with TFCon. And as a reminder, you can hit me up on Twitter. I am at Mike Seibert Radio. But this message comes from Josh Powell. He's a actor and a singer, a terrific opera voice, but he he writes, first off, long time first time. I've uh, I, I've become a huge fan. I was so glad to see that you will be doing a follow-up recap of TFCon LA. I was hoping you might be able to give a short crash course on going to a convention. I got back into Transformers entirely due to COVID, and I've never been to any con of any kind. I'm feeling like Chicago might have to be my first, but I have no idea what to expect. I'm sure I'm not alone in this, and a veteran like you seems like the perfect person to pod Sherpa noobs like us. Either way, love the show, love your social media feed, safe travels home, uh, sign Josh, J Soups. So, uh, first of all, thank you, sir, and thank you for being my friend. I, I appreciate all those uh, likes I see out there on Twitter. Um, so, I've I've talked about this before, but since every podcast is someone's first podcast, it's a good reminder. Uh, first of all, uh, TFCon is the world's largest fan-run Transformers collector's convention. Uh, the event features the world's largest dealer room for specifically Transformers merchandise, uh, guest question and answer panels, and autograph sessions, a third-party product presentation, Transformers trivia, and a Transformers costume contest, and tons more. Uh, TFCon is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year in 2022 with events happening in Los Angeles, Toronto, and Chicago. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the history of TFCon, you can check out my interview with Colin Douglas uh, from a few years ago. Um, I had him on shortly before TFCon Chicago. I had never attended a TFCon before, and um, I thought I would go to the source and uh, and ask the uh, founder about it. It was a, it was a great conversation and uh, gives a lot of the history that... Um, 
I'm not necessarily going to get into here, but um, but there's some good stuff there. Uh, but the the primary thing to understand about TFCon is that it's a fan run event. And it isn't supported or endorsed by Hasbro. Part of that, I think, I would imagine, has to do with the partnership that TFCon has with several uh, third-party dealers. It's hard for Hasbro to get behind a convention based on selling unlicensed transforming robot toys that infringe on their intellectual property. Uh, Third-party, by the way, is... um, that's that's kind of like the nomenclature slang, I guess, for uh, unlicensed uh, robot action figures in the style of Has- of Hasbro's Transformers. So, um, but I've I, I had I had friends of mine uh, at work today. I, this was my first day back at work, and they were asking me about the the uh, convention this last weekend, and I basically had to explain from zero. So I guess I'm already kind of in a recappy uh, uh, state of mind. Um, so like when I talk about uh, celebrity guests, I, I'm doing uh, uh, the the air quotes. You can't see it on the podcast, but um, when when I talk about celebrity guests, it's it's all relative, I suppose. So it's not like you know you you got yourself like a, like a Shia LaBeouf or a Marky Mark Wahlberg or or a Haley Steinfeld. It not not necessarily that caliber of uh of celebrity guests uh the the celebrity guests include uh voice actors uh writers comic book creators media guests fan artists and and um uh, toy dealers uh primarily uh but anyhow as as far as a a crash course on tfcon goes like like jay soups asked it uh it, it starts with fundamentals and this is whether it's a uh, a fan convention like Transformers, uh, or geez, um, or like uh, like TFCon, or if it's something more uh, huge and elaborate, like say like a like a WonderCon or Emerald City Comic Con or uh, uh, God forbid like a San Diego Comic Con, um, it all starts with fundamentals. And what I mean by that is kind of like foundational planning, uh, the basics. Uh, TFCon uh, typically has a partnership with the hotel the convention will be held. Uh, they'll, they'll generally offer a uh, blocked off section of hotel rooms uh, for pretty decent discounts. Uh, I would recommend jumping on those early. Uh, you don't really lose anything by booking ahead. And I would recommend staying at the hotel the convention is at if that's financially viable for you. Um, I've had friends stay at adjacent hotels or Airbnb or other offsites, which is fine. But in my opinion, if you want the fully immersive experience, you probably want to stay on site because there's a there's more to the con scene than the convention itself. I'll I'll come back to that in a minute, but yeah, I, I suppose I would say that there there's more to the con than uh, uh than meets the eye, um, especially if you're traveling. Now, I've talked about this in in other places as well, but I live in Seattle and I have been attending uh, Emerald City Comic Con since its inception back in, I don't know, what, 2002, 2003, something like that. Um, Over 15 years, I know that. And for me, since it's a 
very large pop culture convention in my backyard um i i've taken for granted um accessibility like there are times that i'll go after work or uh, very rarely do i take the weekend off um and like specifically like plan around it it's just something that i do during that weekend sometimes while i'm doing um other stuff so it wasn't until I started attending TF cons, my first in 2018, when I went to Chicago, that, that I kind of understood the perspective of traveling for a convention. Like, I, I don't get a hotel room in Seattle. I, I live near Seattle. So um, I, I had never had that experience before. But whereas with uh, uh, traveling to these TF cons, I, I have a greater appreciation for the immersion of the entire uh, convention going experience. And I think living so close to Emerald City Comic Con, I, I'm sure I've missed out on countless stuff, including like, you know, late night parties and and uh, hangouts and, and things like that, uh, concentrating more fully on the show floor which as you know I'll kind of get into you know some of my personal recap stuff is is sure I I was there for that I I'm not going to say I wasn't but primarily I was I was there to uh be social and interact with people and and see friends whereas here at home in Seattle going to those ECCC shows I was really more focused on show floor um, activities. So I guess that's one of the, the, the biggest differences for me from a personal perspective uh, going from uh, larger conventions here in Seattle and then traveling to inarguably smaller uh, fan run conventions uh, for, uh, for TFCon. But um, I, I guess back to TFCon, and so like you know they'll, they'll have like a block of rooms that they have designated uh, for uh, for discounts, and, and again those are those are really good rates. Uh, so jump on those when you can because they are. Um, finite so uh and, and they're generally dated too so like um when the hotel block comes up it'll say like okay well it closes at at this time so um don't get left in the cold if uh if you're traveling uh tfcon usually also has partnerships with uh airlines for uh flights uh discounts on flights i me personally, I've I've found booking my own flights to be just as economical, but your mileage may vary. I ended up getting a a screaming deal on uh, on Alaska and uh, on a flash sale, and I wouldn't have seen that. Um, if uh, you know, if I if I had jumped on the the hotel discount, I so you know, w uh, counting on a flash sale is not a a uh, sound strategy. I'm just saying it's a it's a happy coincidence uh, for my personal experience. But uh, from there, once you know, you kind of get your your uh, hotel and and travel booked. Um, I guess in the time leading up to the convention, you know, you'll you'll see various guests added to the lineup uh, gradually uh, to entice folks to want to go. Uh, TFCon social media presence is generally pretty good with regards to spotlighting high profile guests, you know, like uh, voice actors, media guests and, and the more popular comic book creators. Um, 
I, I have some separate issues with that as well, but I'll I'll address that later. But the but the thing you won't be able to do is actually plan out what you're going to do at the actual convention until like the week of the show. Uh, the full panel schedule and autograph signing times uh, for the media guests uh, generally isn't finalized until like the last possible minute. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I, I used to find that incredibly frustrating, um, having been to those larger conventions put out by mega corporations. You know, you'll you'll know uh, weeks or maybe even more ahead of time when the panels are going to be and get a sense for planning wise what you're going to do. Um, but now, having been to several TFCon shows, I, I've, I, I guess I've kind of gotten used to it, I suppose. I do still see folks uh, kind of uh, on, on both Facebook and Twitter saying like, hey, man, I don't see the schedule and uh, being be going from like a novice to a, I guess, sort of veteran at this point. Um, I always kind of chuckle. I'll be like, oh, oh, buddy, you, you think the schedule is going to be out more than two weeks before? <laughs> Let me tell you about that time i i jumped on a plane to chicago uh participating in a panel not knowing what time that panel was actually going to be and i was uh i was part of the presentation so um it's uh it, it can be very frustrating uh especially for uh folks with kind of type a tendencies that really kind of want to um uh plan things out but like i said you know you kind of kind of get used to it after a while uh but regardless what you can do before you travel is learn what you can about the hotel the convention is at um, are there stores around are there places to eat um, maybe even look into like some of the hours at some of the restaurants I kind of got screwed a couple times uh, during my stay in LA because everything closed way earlier than I anticipated I I had a, a, a dinner that composed of uh, trail mix and Australian licorice that I had in my backpack that I had saved from the flight because I didn't uh, I didn't plan ahead and everything around was closed um, but uh, some of those uh, convention center hotels are pretty isolated meaning like there isn't like anything around in terms of like uh, uh, convenience stores or supermarkets or or whatever and your your options might be slim if you don't have a car so like for example when I when I stayed in uh, uh, Burbank the the hotel for the convention is literally across the street from the hotel it's it's uh, less than a 10 minute walk so I didn't bother to get um, get a car because there you know I mean th there's no reason to but the flip side of that is that I was uh, um, um, isolated and uber can be um, expensive Um I, I I guess I would say on the flip side of that, though, is that most of the hotels are also pretty well self-contained with everything you need to survive. You know, usually having at least one restaurant and bar on site, sometimes more than one, like, you know, uh, cafes, coffee shops, uh, uh, bars, you know, uh, whatever. So um, I, I, I guess long story short, Kind of be aware of your surroundings and kind of know before you go. 
Now, one of the things I always say is that a little bit of planning goes a long way. And I've also found, though, that I'm much better at giving that advice than taking and following my own advice. Um, but you want to have some kind of plan of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish at the convention. And then be prepared to just straight up throw out that plan <laughs> as, uh, as, as things change. I, I kind of I look at convention planning anymore is kind of being like one of those uh uh flappy guys one of the like i know there's a i know there's a name for them but like at like the car dealerships where they're like the the um uh floppy sock uh dudes where you turn on the fan and they just like ah! you know just just flappy arms around and anyway so like kind of be prepared to have the flexibility for the wind to take you uh and just kind of you know uh, uh give yourself over to it if that's if that's the um uh thing you're looking for but you know, uh, uh, give some consideration to what you want to do. Do do you want to get autographs? You might want to see if there are specific signing times. Are you looking to watch panels? Some of those Q and A's uh, might not be a bad idea to know the schedule and to know where your overlaps are going to be. You you might have some hard choices to make if the guest you want to meet is signing during the same time as like the costume contest uh, that you wanted to watch. Uh, uh, just for example. Um, kind of having a grasp of your priorities uh, might not be a bad idea, but everyone has their own show. And what I mean by that is like, you know, th there's obviously some some overlap, but there there are folks that are specifically toy collectors. You know, they're they're on the lookout for those show exclusives or uh, screaming deals or like obscure things to fill out their collection. Um, there are comic book collectors. You know, there's autographs hounds. There's there's folks that want to buy uh fan art stuff you know folks that might be in the in the market for soft sound wave content uh um but the thing that all of these have in common is that everything costs money uh plus you need to eat and drink too now this is the thing i can give the least amount of advice on but um set some kind of budget uh, or at least have some kind of idea of how you're spending your money. What I mean by that is a lot of vendors, especially the larger retailers, generally accept cards, uh, credit cards, but don't assume that everyone does. Uh, you know, Square, Squarespace, uh, PayPal, those will often have extra fees uh, for both the buyer and the seller. Uh, cash is always king and cash will always be appreciated. Personally, I do a little bit of both. I use my card for larger purchases and I use cash as play money on the show floor. Um, I also charge stuff to my room like uh, restaurants and bars where I can um, and when I think about it. I was uh, I, I was joking with some folks at, at the bar 
uh, during TFCon, and I had I had said something to the effect of like you know when when I when I felt like my cash was running low, that's when I started putting stuff on on the credit cards, and and oh hey look I I still have money left look look I I still have money left that's 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 not how money works but that uh, um but. Uh, the the point of that story is just kind of be aware of you know what 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 you're doing with uh with your finances um if you go into the convention thinking you're not going to buy anything um I hate to tell you, you're going to have no shortage of angst because you'll probably come across something that you never knew that you wanted that that you can't live without. So, um, again, maybe maybe a little bit of budgeting uh, uh, might not be a bad idea, um, but bring enough cash if you can uh, so that you don't get nailed with ATM fees if, if you can even find one. Um and and maybe some lower denominations as well, you know, like you know ones, fives, tens. Um, you know, the the artist selling prints isn't a bank and might not be able to break larger bills, especially early in the show. Like you know, if you hit up your bank, you'll probably end up with some big bills uh, to start off with. But um, yeah, try to break those at, at like as large of a, a retailer. Um, as possible, or at least something that you're spending a lot of money on. Don't don't buy like a five dollars sound wave button and and want to break a hundo. You know what I mean. Uh, but uh, uh, wear comfy shoes and uh, wear clothes that are appropriate for the time and place you're going. Uh, don't be a dummy and bring the same hockey sweaters to Los Angeles in March uh, that I wore in Chicago in October like I did. Uh, might not be a bad idea to check the weather before you pack. So, like, for example, uh, TFCon was, uh, TFCon LA was, you know, in Burbank. It's, it's California, but it's California in March. So it's, you know, sunny and 70 degrees in the day. And so it was great running around in shorts, but at nighttime it still gets a little cold. So I, I still uh, made use of uh, the jeans that I had packed with me. So, you know, and having some clothes to change into is uh is isn't necessarily um a bad idea and um since we're on the topic of uh, uh clothes that's kind of tangentially related to hygiene and the only thing i'll say about that one i mean since we're kind of coming out of the pandemic i i think we've all learned uh some uh, uh terrific reminders about just general hygiene like you know wash your hands use hand sanitizer things like that i i was joking with folks earlier that because of the uh mask requirements for uh events over a thousand people in LA County as well as a uh, uh, vaccine requirement um, I, I think we cured con crud because like I haven't been to a convention in the in the last 15 years where I haven't gotten some kind of uh, illness like you know it's it, I mean it's we call it con crud where it's you know it's not it's kind of a cold but it's just like I don't know, just a just a just a crummy, icky feeling. But like, uh, you know, I, I got home from TFCon LA this time, and probably the best I have ever felt after a convention ever. So um, 
maybe there's something to uh, wearing those uh, wearing those masks. But I'm I, I'm getting a little far afield from what Josh was asking in terms of what to expect. Um, so the the convention room is uh, the, or the convention I mean is generally divided into a few main sections. You got the dealer room, uh, you got artist alley, and you got the panel room. Um, often these spaces will be close together. Uh, other times there'll be some separation like on a different floor or on the other side of the hotel, but that's generally kind of the, the, what encompasses the, the convention. Uh, sometimes the artist alley is in the same space as the dealer room, like like in Chicago, for example. It's just one big giant room, and then the panel room is directly next to the dealer room. It's uh, it's very convenient, and it's also directly across from the bar. Uh, but what you'll see when you walk into the dealer room is an almost overwhelming assault on your senses you'll want to go everywhere and look at everything all at once now unless you're on a specific mission when you first walk into the dealer room i would just say follow what grabs your attention uh the uh the centerpiece of the dealer room is the chosen prime display uh, Chosen Prime is a toy re- retailer and uh, sponsor of TFCon, and their booth is massive, and it's anchored in the center of the room. Uh, they they've got like these giant cabinets, and you know they got like lights and a giant logo. It uh, it, it looks. It's the the thing that I would say that looks the most like a big convention. Like, you know, you think of like a pop culture convention and you think of like the Marvel booth or the DC booth or the Dark Horse Comics booth or something like that. The, the Chosen Prime display has kind of that same vibe and feel and it's kind of like uh, uh, front and center there uh, but the stuff in in their cases they have like the these glass cases they're really well lit it's probably going to be the first thing that you see it's always the first thing I see uh, but they've got like a terrific selection of like the latest uh, third party and official Transformers masterpiece toys and I realize now I'm sounding like I'm doing a spot read for them or something I, I've I, ironically enough I've never actually bought anything from uh, chosen prime but they uh, but they're welcome to sponsor my podcast too if uh, if they'd like um, now there are plenty of other popular retailers as well uh, many with uh, impressive displays and cases and dioramas and and all kinds of cool uh, uh, stuff there. Um, now the the artists and media guests uh, th- those are typically kind of against the wall around the perimeter of the room and that kind of allows lines of or, or allows space for lines when they form. So like you know when a, a I don't know. James Roberts is there signing comic books. There, there's ample space for folks to line up. Um, so yeah, so you'll you'll generally see those those guests kind of like uh, on the back wall, uh, generally um, around the perimeter, and you'll see a variety of folks, uh, people from all over the world and from all walks of life and fandom. Uh, my very favorite thing about going to Transformers conventions is seeing the amount of people attending that look nothing like me. 
like uh, in terms of expectations when I, when I first went to when I went to my first TFCon, that's I I just automatically assumed it was going to be a bunch of 40 year old white dudes and uh to my surprise um those folks that look like me are almost kind of the minority um at at these conventions i was surprised at the amount of women there um especially young women and girls uh who are into transformers and especially the LGBTQ plus community, um, or or I guess I should say, I at least I was surprised until I learned how popular Transformers is with fan fiction writers and and shippers. And there's a uh, man, th- there's some spicy fic and some really fun zines uh, uh, to be found in the fan artist area. And for me, it's just kind of like a, a, a light bulb flashing moment. It's like, oh, this all makes sense now. Now I understand because I mean, like there, there's, there's a lot of terrific themes with, uh, 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 Transformers that lends itself to uh, diversity and inclusion, and so I I could I could totally understand why um, why this new generation of folks has uh, grafted onto these characters in in a way that I never really imagined. I I mean I I, I never really thought of those uh, uh, situations and attitudes uh, the the way that I've since learned and been exposed to. But I gotta tell you, um, uh, fan artists are actually some of my favorite venues at the convention. I I don't know. I just I I appreciate uh, DIY ethic and um, you know just just the do it yourself attitude. Um, and I I don't know. I uh, the crafting is amazing. I I I, I just I, I appreciate folks that make stuff. Um, I, I just, I just think that's so cool. Um, so like if, if you like buttons and stickers and lanyards and plushies and, you know, all kinds of other cool, uh, tchotchkes and knickknacks, uh, you'll be able to find some cute stuff, uh, there for sure, uh, from the fan artists. But one bit of advice, if you see anyone selling plush dolls, especially handcrafted ones, like like occasionally there'll be some uh, uh, crocheted ones and uh, lots of embroidery, but don't sleep on that stuff because uh, plushies always go fast. Um, but that does bring me back to a criticism I told you I would bring back up earlier in the show. Um, as much as I appreciate that TFCon gives a space for fan artists, I'm equally annoyed that they aren't given the same treatment as other artists, more mainstream artists. Um, I still, even after going to four different TFCon shows in four years, have no idea how to figure out which fan artists are going to be actually tabling at the convention. At, at this point now, um, I do have a decent following on Twitter, and I'm mutuals with enough uh, uh, creators in the scene, fan artists, to get an idea 
of who will be there. But I'll be honest, most of my Twitter interaction with fan creators usually comes during and after the actual convention. You know, it's like I've I've made mutuals with at least a dozen folks coming out of TFCon LA as I have with each previous TFCon. And I love that interaction and I, I love seeing uh, such terrific fan art, but I would love to have the opportunity uh, to know about that on the front end. That way I know who I'm looking for and who I'm uh, going to interact with. Like, I'm, I'm still discovering folks on Twitter uh, who I have great conversations with in person. I just wish that there was, I don't know, like, like uh, some kind of separate page or an index or something for the fan artists and creators to get some of that same recognition as their counterparts in the official space. Like... I don't know. I I don't remember seeing any vendors at other conventions just straight up being unlisted. Um, And I'd like to see a listing of vendors also. I mean, meaning like toy dealers and uh, uh, folks like that. Um, I think that would be helpful. And that's something that uh, conventions that are smaller than TFCon, I I think, do very well, as well as uh, conventions that are significantly bigger than TFCon that that are big uh, uh, corporate shows um just something to where if uh now granted i've never had a table at tfcon i'm not an exhibitor i'm not an artist but i would like to think if i was that there would be some kind of um support from the convention to uh let me know uh, i'm sorry to let their fans know that i will be at their show um, just, just to make it easier. Like if I, if I'm paying to be an exhibitor, if I'm paying for an artist alley table, um, yeah, I, I would, I would like a little bit of extra help, uh, from, uh, from the convention. Now, conversely, I'm not completely naive. I mean, I, I get that the social media posts coming out of TFCon are meant to attract attention to the convention and be a draw for folks to want to come to the convention. I get that. But why not also spotlight folks who are already coming to the convention and are paying to table there? And I don't want to dwell on it too much. Uh, but I do just want to say, for the record, if an artist has had their work published in officially licensed Transformers comic books, they should be considered a quote-unquote official artist. And we're seeing that more and more, especially now with uh, IDW uh, recruiting more fan artists for official work than ever before. And we're not just talking like variant covers. We're talking like, you know, regular covers and a lot of internal pages, uh, interior pages. I guess they're internal pages also. but, uh, But my point being is like IDW does pay attention to what fans are doing and are recruiting fan artist for official work. So I think um, regardless of what happens to Transformers Comics post uh, when IDW's license ends, um, I, I, I still think that there should be more recognition for uh, fan artists, especially as they're getting more and more official work. Um, I'm just saying that that's something that should be considered. Uh, but regardless 
of all that, I I did think of a few other things as well regarding, uh, you know, not just TFCon, but kind of fan conventions in general. And and again, uh, best advice, uh, don't forget to wear comfy shoes. You know, you're going to be walking around and standing for long periods of time, especially if you're waiting in line. Uh, The lines for folks at TFCon generally move pretty quickly, but sometimes if it is like a a big name uh, voice actor or talent, uh, sometimes those lines get pretty long like you know whenever james roberts turns up to a tf con the you know that's going to be a long line um i was in a a particularly long line to see stan bush um uh and the line for vince decola right next to stan bush was pretty long uh also during those uh signing times um but when you're in line you know, uh, don't be afraid to make friends. Uh, I, I mean, you're there to see the same person, right? So you've already got some built-in commonality. Um, I, you know, when when I've gone to other conventions in the past, I call them line buddies. And who knows who you might meet later at the bar. So, you know, uh, I, I'm a huge advocate for making friends. I know sometimes uh, we're, we're shy and introverted, but we're also at a convention where we're very much out there. So... Uh, uh, I and and like you've heard me say uh, several times before already, you know, I, I choose friendship. So, um, you know, hanging out with somebody in line is a, is a good way to strike up some conversation and kindle new friendships. But, you know, um, with that, while you're at a convention, any convention, I mean, I guess it's life advice as well, but be polite, be courteous. And more than anything, for goodness sakes, be patient, especially if you're going to be at the convention for more than one day. It um it wears you out, you know, physically and mentally, uh, you know, and after a while, that's that's where tempers start to flare and nerves start to fray. Be nice. Be patient, and hopefully that courtesy will be uh, returned to you. Uh, it might not be a bad idea to bring an empty bag uh, for the stuff you're going to buy. Uh, if you have a backpack that's full of stuff already, like comic books or aud- items you want to get autographed, uh, well, then you won't have room for new stuff to buy. So uh, just keep that in mind. Like you know, just keep like an empty empty bag in your in your backpack or something. And, you know, that that's just for the show floor uh, while you're out there buying stuff. Uh, that That's to say nothing about your luggage if you're traveling. Uh, make sure you leave room in your luggage uh, for stuff that you're going to buy. And if you go in with the attitude of planning not to buy anything, you're going to disappoint yourself because you will buy at least something. Um, and you should, you know, buy stuff from artists, buy stuff from dealers, you know, it engage in commerce. I mean, not not to be all uh, jingoistic about it, but it's it's good for the economy. You know, it's, uh, you know, engage in commerce. Um, but, you know, again, like when, if you are uh, traveling to the convention and your suitcase is already full, you've already kind of done yourself a disservice and, and you got a problem. But, you know, be wary of weight restrictions. You know, it's like if you if you see like, I don't know, like a, uh, like like a Fortress Maximus or something like that, you know, give some consideration about how you're going to get it home and uh, how heavy those things are. Like, you know, if I start buying a bunch of vinyl tech that that that, uh, that die cast is a little on the heavy side so i so you know you got to you got to be careful for stuff like that but um 
Also, don't forget to take care of yourself. Stay hydrated. Don't forget to eat. You know, low blood sugar is no joke. Uh, take breaks if you need to. Um, now, I I talk a lot about after hours partying and, and that scene, uh, but please be responsible. You know, know your limits or at least be mindful of the consequences. Uh, but I mean, just, just take care of yourself. Being around a thousand people over a weekend is like being on an airplane. Uh, you're, you're just breathing in that same recycled air. Um, I, you know, it's kind of interesting. And, and some of these, uh, notes I've, I, I've taken from, uh, previous episodes like this that I've done, like, you know, I've used to do more content related to Emerald City Comic Con here in Seattle. Um, so, so some of these advice points are kind of universal and, and kind of dated, but, um, I, I used to get sick all the time. Uh, after conventions, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, regardless of trying to take care of myself, you know, boosting up on vitamins and things like that. But, you know, we would call it the con crud. Um, but it's interesting, kind of like in the the post COVID, not the COVID's gone, but like in the kind of like a post COVID mindset with regards to conventions being a thing again, with uh, with the emphasis on hand washing and and not being gross at at the height of the Rona, you know how how I, I'm saying that backwards, you know how like um, in 2020. Where, you know, it's like the height of the Rona and it was all about like, you know, washing your hands and not being gross and, you know, kind of being aware of like those high touch surfaces and things like that. I've joked several times that like, wouldn't it be something if our in our efforts to uh, prevent the spread of covid, we end up um, eradicating the flu and uh, that's kind of what happened. Like, you know, in 2021, flu cases dropped like all over the country. It's, you know, I mean, it was still there. And, you know, I mean, flu is no joke, but it, it's kind of it, it was an interesting, pleasant side effect of emphasis on on covid prevention um and i feel like that's kind of the same thing now that that um, uh, conventions have returned you know with emphasis on uh hand sanitizer stations and and folks uh actively wiping high touch services and i i witnessed it with my own eyes i saw folks wiping down door handles and things like that um so so there was still kind of that that emphasis there to say nothing about the mask requirements and uh, uh, vaccine requirements, all of that is to say is that I think we eradicated con crud. I can't remember the last time I felt so good after a convention because I, I was kind of expecting to, you know, feel like crap for, for a couple days afterwards. And it just it just never happened. Um, and I think it has to do with the masks and emphasis on on hygiene and things like that. But, um, yeah, it, it's just very interesting. Um, now, uh, getting back to some advice and it seems obvious, but it does need to be said, um, you know, you're, you're going to be on the show floor. You're going to see a lot of cosplay cosplay is not consent don't be a creeper don't be a creep ask permission to take photos at all times be polite be courteous um don't be that guy don't be don't be gross you know and, and don't 
don't make cosplayers feel uncomfortable. It's like, um, I, I don't know. I, I think we all need to be more Wayne. It just uh, reminds me of that, uh, uh, that, that one scene from letter Kenny where it's like, you know, don't, uh, don't holler at girls and don't, uh, and you know, don't talk to girls unless they want to be talked to, you know, that I, I've, I've got the reference out of order, but you get the idea, you know, be, uh, uh, be friendly, and be nice, be polite, be courteous, and always ask permission to take uh, photographs of uh, cosplayers. And more often than not, cosplayers are there to show off their costume and and their craft. And more often than not, they'll be more than happy to pose for a, for a photo. And 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 while you're at it, you know, while you're getting that that uh, consent and permission to take photos and post them, ask them if they're on sh- social media and what their handles are so you can tag them. You know, everybody gets more exposure and more friendship that way. But, yeah, don't don't be a creep. Um, also, don't spend all your money in one place. It's a long show. Keep an eye on what you want. But also be prepared to let it go or to even, in some cases, miss out. Um, you know, it, it sometimes it's more brave to let something go than to uh, snap something up. Um, early Saturday is not the day to be wheeling and dealing. Like, you know, if you see something on the table for 100 bucks and say, how about I give you 50 and it, and the response is like, how about you go kick rocks? Um, you know, Saturday is is the day to secure your exclusives, uh, get that early in the show. Uh, you're going to get your best deals on Sunday when dealers are deciding if they want to take stuff back with them or if they want to make a sale. You know, that thing that you saw on the table on Saturday for 100 bucks. if it's still there Sunday, deep Sunday, uh, you know, hey, would you take 70 You know, so I could take it off your hand so you don't have to pack it up so you don't got to take it home with you, that, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, I mean, I mean, there's also a middle ground too. If you wait too long, you could also miss out on that grail that you were looking for. Like the, the things that I bought, I didn't really deal like, um, you know, I, I probably could have gotten the the person I bought that that Binotech asterisk uh, alert from probably could have gotten him to come down in price. But I liked the price that he was asking. So and I, I thought it was reasonable. So I just you know, it was Saturday afternoon and I just paid him what he was asking. Uh, but the you know, I guess so so it's a, it's you know uh, it's an exciting experience going to the convention right and you know i've given you all kinds of advice and all kinds of like you know uh tips and tricks and insider info and things like that but the most important thing now i think i've said the most important thing at least a half dozen times at this point if you're counting but this is this this is the truth this this is this is the advice of record the most important thing more than anything else, regardless of all the advice I've given you, the most important advice I can give you is don't forget to have fun. Don't forget to have fun. You know, visit with your friends and, you know, and and get some stuff autographed and engage in commerce, watch some panels. But whatever you're doing, and it could be a stressful weekend, but don't forget to have fun. Because if you're not 
having fun, you're not doing it right. And I think I'll leave it there for now. Um, and that will do it for this week's episode. Thanks, as always, for listening. And don't forget, you can follow me on social media at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm pretty much equally active on all of those platforms. And you can always write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. Become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group and subscribe to the YouTube channel for more videos and extra stuff beyond the podcast. Tune in to the Mike Seibert Radio podcast live stream happening occasionally on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. Special thanks to Lucia Fasano for our theme song and to Michael Geisler for our theme music. Check out his stuff at bytormusic.com. My name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, tell all or one, make a choices. Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Don't honk at girls. And don't holler at girls. And don't talk to them when they're not interested in talking to you. And don't talk to them unless they're interested in talking to you. 10-4. Over and out.